Welcome to Dad's Hometown Memories Podcast. As a family, we've talked many times about the stories Dad can tell. Stories that he tells with great detail and precision. Like so many of you, when it comes to your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, we also wondered how to keep those stories and have them for the future. These podcasts, and hopefully there's a number of these, are our way of preserving these memories, but also allowing some current and former Smithville residents to ask questions about the history of your hometown, your adopted hometown, and Dad's hometown. There'll be more to come on how you can participate in Dad's next podcast. Dad, Ivan Carruthers, is 86 years old. He is very much of sound mind and body. He still lives in the house he's been in for over 40 years. Amazingly, that house is across Number 20 Highway and 20 Mile Creek from the Wade Road Farm, where he and his family spent many years in Smithville. Dad loves to garden, cut the lawn, fix projects for various family members, and occasionally ride the stationary bike in the basement. He drives everywhere he needs to, and much to all our amazement, never, ever turns down an invitation to any dinner, event, vacation, or party. He is a joy to be around. Dad has had an eventful and memorable life so far. He'll share many of those memories with you in the next few months and years. A recent major accomplishment was a completion, with a lot of help, of a history book on the town of Smithville. Many of the podcasts he hopes to complete will contain content from that book, Memories of Smithville, 1787 to 1950. Much of Dad's memories center around his long history running Carruthers Printing in Smithville, in addition to being the editor of the Smith Review newspaper and the Niagara Farmers Monthly. During those years, his shop had a few different locations, but no matter the location, the shop was always the place for people to stop in and have a chat. All small towns have a few places like that. In Smithville, Carruthers Printing and the Review Office was one of those places. Dad and I think that the shop is a great setting for his podcast. We hope you did too. I hope you enjoy the first episode of Dad's Hometown Memories Podcast. savvy and this podcast technology is something very new to me. Although I do have a computer, which I have mastered somewhat, a cell phone and knee reader, which I enjoy very much, I still have a lot to learn and look forward to hear my voice recorded with the history of our small village. This all came to life after telling my son Greg about an incident that happened on October 13th when after I had an appointment with my rheumatologist and he sent me for a a blood test, on my way home I stopped at Life Labs in Grimsby to do just that. When I walked in and sat down, a friend I met when volunteering at Community Care in Smithville, Mr. Niblock was there for somewhat the same purpose. After we started talking, he asked me about some history of the village, and it was about 
the local bake shops that were here in the night in the 20s and the 50s. Some relations of his and Mr. Norris was a qualified baker and who worked at one of the local bakeries in that time period. I then began to recite to him what I recalled who the owners were during this time. I remember there was one on Griffin Street, the main street, and one on St. Catherine Street, which was next door to the Smithville Review printing shop, which I later owned. The one on Griffin Street, number 20 Highway, was owned and operated by W.B. Burt Shrum and family in the 1920s and delivered bread to the community in rural areas with a horse and buggy. To have the bread fresh and ready to be delivered, the baker started very early. I can remember talking with the owners and they would start at 3 in the morning and it could be a very long day. Along with the bake shop, the family also operated operated an ice cream parlor. The Shrum family were great entrepreneurs. They came to Canada from Germany and Jonathan and Hannah Shrum had two sons, Daniel Webster and William Burton, and I lived on a farm on McCollum Road, Gamesburg Township. After the two sons grew up and were married, they all moved to Smithville. Here they went into business. Daniel, the older family member, operated a feed mill on Griffin Street and also started a coal business. In those days, coal came by rail car and was unloaded by hand at the railway station. William Burton Shrum married Emma J. Merritt, and their family consisted of three sons and two daughters, namely Gordon M., Charles J., Lorne, Mabel Agnes, and Laura. My longtime friend and brother-in-law, William Shrum, related to me that his father and mother lived in the apartment above the bake shop after they were married and his dad delivered bread for the bake shop. In later years, Burton took over the coal business from his brother and operated it for several years before passing it off to his son, Charles. I can remember as a young boy helping to unload coal from the boxcars at the railway station. In the 30s and 40s, the railway called the TH&B Railway shipped not only coal, but lumber, cattle, and other commodities as they operated a freight shed where you could pick up parcels. In later years, Burton and Emma resided in a beautiful home on Canberra Street, two houses south of the 20 Mile Creek. My relationship with the Shrum family started shortly after we moved to Smithville and I attended public school with William Shrum. We have been buddies through the many years, playing, working, and also my brother-in-law. There are many memories with Bill and especially as in softball, he pitched and I caught on our teams. I have, broken, I have many broken fingers to test to this friendship and playing ball. By this time, trucks were available and were used to deliver in the countryside. 
The bake shop was part of the complex on the west side of Griffin Street. The first building was a barber shop owned by Fred Joyner, then the bake shop. Next was the Ernie Merritt Furniture and Undertaker building, followed by J.B. McMillan Grocer Merchant. There are pictures of the stores with residences above in the archives at the train station and in the two books on the history that have been published. In the 1970s, Eric Sothauber and his family operated this business until he retired in 1984. Then came Cor and jo Joan Verreker, who renovated and added a tea room. One note, this section of the stores on the west side of Griffin Street was destroyed by fire in 1913 and rebuilt. The second bake shop, located on St. Catherine Street next to the Smithville Review newspaper, was owned and operated by Earl Jocelyn family. My good friend and local citizen Cy Pegg worked there for a number of years. It was always a great smell when you walked up and down the street. The smell of freshly baked bread, rolls, and other goodies. In closing, I want to give thanks to my son Greg and my family for encouraging me to go forward with this project. I have been recording history and other happenings around my life in the village of Smithville, which has been my home for all but 10 years of my life. One of my fondest memories is that the welcome signs to the village in the 40s and through to the 50s was that the sign read population 750. Then when the water and sewers were installed, the village about the, <clears throat> the year 1952 and the sewers a few years later started its growth. It is hard to believe when I built my first home on a lot on Dufferin Street, and that will be part of another podcast later on, what it cost then and what the costs are now, I couldn't imagine that this village would have a home costing more than a million dollars. That is progress, and life must go on. I'm so glad you could stop by the shop today. It's time to get back to work. Orville over at Etherton's has run out of business cards and needs some by tomorrow. Stop by any time.